Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. Um, we are brought here by... You, Go Home Heat. You got, well, yes, but... KP. And... Jared, I had a name last Hamilton time. Hamilton Jared. No. Pull it. No. I'll take Green Day. King. Green Day Jared. King. Kings of Leon? Like what? Gizzard, Lizard, Wizard. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jared the Lizard Wizard, I think was the name I, I decided on. Jared the what? Lizard uh, Wizard. Like it. Yeah. That's not a mouthful. And Ray. Um, Titular. Yeah. Um, today we are doing... <laughs> Uh, neutral muck hotels in the airplane over the sea. Kind of a. It's it's a it's a strange phenomenon, kind of. It it got really big off of the internet, but like yeah. it got like really really big off of the internet. It, it's for the people who are like in getting into music. It's usually one of the first like major recommendations, especially over the last like couple of years. Actually, it may it may have died down, but back in. Like 2016, 2015, when I first listened to it, it was like number one on on like slash mu lists. Basically. Well, yeah. What year did it come out? It came out in 1997. Yeah. Eight. Eight. 1998. 1998. And think about it. You're you're saying that in what 2000 what? Like 15. 15. Yeah. People are recommending this record to you as if you if you're getting into music and you want to know what it can do for you or to you. Check this. Absolutely. Out. Yeah. It, it's it's. Still, even still today, really heavily popular. Some somehow was inspired by the Diary of Anne Frank or something. Well, I'll talk about that a bit uh, because I want to talk about the extent because I, I was looking at the genius annotations. It, it doesn't feel like a. It's not an apples to apples. No, no. and uh, it's actually. I, well, we'll talk about that, but I had a problem with the way that a lot of people on Genius were talking we're, about this we're presenting it. Okay. Yeah, they were presenting it like every single facet of this album was about Anne Frank, and I don't think that's true. Oh. I really don't think that's true. I, I think I like they when were, I listened to it, I didn't think about Anne Frank once or her plight. Like whatever, there are absolutely right. direct references mm -hmm. to Anne Frank. There right. are absolutely allusions to Anne Frank. I, I don't think she's like the cornerstone that the album is built on. Like some of these people were tying every single line. Right. to her and I, I'm not I just I don't get any of that okay okay what about you Ray what did you um, think of this album where, where where did you first encounter this album uh, on the internet yeah, like me, too. yeah. <laughs> yeah like... me too again it's it's one of those things where it was like I wanted to listen to more music and so I would occasionally find like lists like these are all my favorite albums and this list was always like top three mm. for like everybody yeah and I I listened to it and I thought it was <clears throat> good yeah, I listened to it and I really liked it. And yeah. over the years, again, this is this is almost certainly the album that I've listened to the most out of every album ever. Really? Uh, like in full, at the very least. Like I may have listened to individual songs more, but as like an entire album, it it has to be this. It, for for the last six years, it's been in my rotation of music. It feels like a record you listen to all the way through too. Oh yeah. You don't start oh, on track yeah. seven. You don't no. start on track five. Put it in, you listen to the whole No, thing. I love getting to Two-Headed Boy Part 2 as the last song on the album. I love going past the untitled. It's, it's, I, I'd feel weird listening to Aeroplane Over the Sea and then not getting down to like Oh Comely at the very least, you know? Right. As a whole, this album is, is so complete and it's really, it's warm and fuzzy is how it's, I would describe this album. It's really heavily distorted. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like deep fried folk music. It 
it, it's it's so accurate, and I didn't really like think about it because because again, when I started listening to it, it just sounded like that. Like I couldn't even, I didn't have like the language to describe it. But now it's it's yeah, it's chopped up. It, yeah. it it's chopped up. It it's deep fried is a good way to put it. But it's still everything sounds very warm in it. All the distortion they put on the stuff, and I was reading a little bit on the Wikipedia page about the different uh, methods they were using for it, and it's all really odd stuff. But the sound that it produces is so unique. Like what? Uh, they, they'd be like, oh, what was it? I don't remember. It used a lot of technical language for different machines, okay. but okay. They, they'd like distort a machine or distort the guitar, putting it through one machine and then playing it out of a speaker into it. Like, so, something like that. Right. It was, like, right. multiple levels of distortion, not something that you could just, like, click click there on. It wasn't a wah-wah pedal. There, yeah, there, there wasn't right, that. So right. the, what they put every, every like, guitar noise made on this album is, is distorted in some way. Yeah, and, and they're also the, um, what, what are the instruments called on uh, the title track? The... Oh, it's it's some really funny. I'm gonna look that up while you talk about the album. But it's some really funny name. But this album, this album is just kind of really beautiful, and it's funny because on stuff like the uh, the first two headed boy, you can really hear him kind of. It's interesting to hear him kind of chop at the acoustic guitar, because you don't. It, it feels very, it feels very like close and intimate at times, uh, on both of the two-headed boys. Which is the gift of acoustic. Yes, I looked up the. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which one it is because I had never heard of any of these instruments before, but it says uh, a singing saw, zanzithophone, and Uillian pipes were used on this album, which I'm gonna assume the pipes were probably in the untitled track. I want to say this the singing song would probably be used in the title track. And it's such a unique sound. Every time I think of that song specifically, I definitely think of the very odd wavering noise which I it has to be the saw, right? Yeah, that's the saw. Yeah. A singing saw. How odd. But I love when music uses that. I I really do when music uses really odd instruments. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's like the Star Trek instrument where they play in the air next to like a pole? I don't know. I'm, I might just be talking crazy. Anyways, <laughs> let, let's keep talking about the album. Uh, let's kind of pivot to what is this album about? What are its themes? Well, we already mentioned it was about uh, slightly about Anne Frank. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, this, this is as good of a spot as any to, to uh, pick my hill to die on. Um, I think that Anne Frank... Uh, and her story is thematically lined up with what this album is talking about. I think this album mentions in a lot of ways uh, a loss of innocence, uh, understanding the world to be both ugly and beautiful at the same time, a lot of sexual references, a lot of uh, references to love as well. It is a coming-of-age story in a dark world, uh, I mean, the first song, King of Carrot Flowers, it talks about being in a relationship with someone and kind of figuring that out at the same time that your parents are hating each other. Mm-hmm. and Which a lot of people go through. Yes, yeah, the kind of contrast between them, you know, finding that they're 
looking up into the stars, holding each other at the same time that their father is come home and they're yelling. They're they're yelling. Their sticks a fork into his shoulder is is one of my favorite lines off this album. Just I don't know. Yeah, throwing garbage all across the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, this album it's so well written. Right. It's kind of hard to put into words, but the the stark contrast it brings between those ideas makes them both more powerful. It's and very so, it's very much like reading a book and how you can picture the scenes. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I think that Anne Frank, who is mentioned very specifically at times and alluded to at other times, Hall in 1945 having multiple references. Shoot, you can probably pick a reference out of like most of the track list. But I think reading that did absolutely impact this album in such a way that he saw that loss of innocence and that stuck with him as like a, a running theme. A I, jumping I, off point. I don't necessarily think the entire album revolves around it. He does, again, he makes a reference even to uh, wanting to like hop in a time machine and save her. Mm-hmm. So he obviously felt extremely strongly about it, which, God, who who couldn't? You know? Right, right, right. That's, it's unbelievably awful. But yeah, I don't, I don't think literally everything on this album revolves around Anne Frank. Like I, I think it would tell you. Yeah, I, like literally, I saw people arguing in the comments, and when someone was just like, "Yeah, I don't think this random throwaway line was a direct reference to Anne Frank's diary." Right. Uh, so yeah, there's people arguing about that. I, I'm not gonna get too much into it, but I do think the the overall themes of the album do coincide with his feelings and how he felt when he read the Anne Frank diary. Right. I think this this album is heartbreakingly beautiful, though. I think it has some just incredible songs. Two-Headed Boys, one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, just Floating in Glass. Uh, just, oh, man. It's so good. Part one or two? Uh, probably part one. I like part two quite as much, but I guess I've... I like, I like part one a little bit better. I just like all the imagery it presents. Uh... Like the two-headed boy being an anomaly to society, something to be studied. Whether that whether he would be talking about someone specifically and or a relationship, obviously two-headed boy could be two people fusing together uh, in terms of a relationship. But it's it's in vague. It could also be, I have a split in my yes, absolutely personality, absolutely. Or or it could just mean that he feels that he is perceived as an oddity he feels that he's perceived as something to be not kept alive right but studied and and killed and put in a jar right rather than uh it kind of ties back into the line like they'd rather see them with flies in their eyes you know what i mean when he's Mm. talking about they would almost prefer to see them dead right again this this album ties a lot of really dark themes relating to really emotional moments especially in like a coming of age sense it, finding your place in the world finding your place with somebody else right it does make sense too that both you guys you know you found it due to other people's recommendations if you're going to get into music especially if you're going to get into music on a uh, on a deeper level right if you're going to get into the lyrics coupled with the the sounds that surround the lyrics to tell a story it, it, it is good it, it makes sense that that's where you would find it or nerdville if you would absolutely which is <laughs> where we try to live when we're doing these things absolutely uh what were uh what were some of y'all's favorite songs if i were okay 
the smart brain in me wants to pick Two Headed Boy Part Two. It's good. But um, the uh, the other part of me, the uh, dumb dumb brain part of me, wants me to pick uh, Holland nineteen forty five. I was gonna pick uh, it as well because <laughs> I mean Holland nineteen forty five. A first off, it sounds unreal. Uh, like it's really heavily distorted. I want to say the first time I heard it, it was actually an acoustic version, and I have never been able to find that acoustic version again. I need to do some more digging, but I was never able to find that acoustic version again. But this this version on the album is so heavily distorted. And when I talk about warm and fuzzy, this is the song I always think of, where it is loud and cacophonous and and just just crunchy. <laughs> it is a crunchy song. It's uh, definitely one of the more faster paced. It's probably the fastest pace. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't think anything anything other than that has has a faster pace. In a way that the horns kind of come in at the end. Dude, the horns. Yes. <laughs> Man, it, that's that's probably my favorite part of this song. This album has a lot of instruments that make the songs really unique. And 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 uh Jeff uh I think his name's Mangum. Jeff, Jeff Magnum. Was it Magnum or Mangum? I'm going to look that up. But uh, it's called it's, it's Jeff Ma- Mangum. We'll call uh, him Jeff. Uh, his voice is very um, emotional. Is that how to say it? it's very unique? Yes. And and I feel like that work it does work extremely well on every song, but I really like how it works on Holland. I really like the contrast between his voice and the just the crunch of the instrumentals. Absolutely, but I one hundred percent agree. I, I, with everything else here, um, I really, I, I, I really liked every song, even like Ghost, which just kind of feels like an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, this time around, I, I picked up on a couple different songs than I normally do. Uh, I really liked the Fool, right after Two Headed Boy, the instrumental track that That's... kind of parries it between. Two-headed boy to Holland, nineteen forty-five. I think it's great. The kind of uh, that, funeral. That's my favorite thing on here. Yeah, it has a funeral procession feel to it. it it's it's sad in mm. like a almost nostalgic way. Again, like you said, horns. The the ho- yeah, the horns are, are just are so powerful right. and right. they create such a, a, a feeling of sadness. Mm-hmm. So switching between two-headed boy to nineteen forty-five, I don't think you could just like switch between those songs. I do think there there would need to be. They a, gave you a, a, a literal bridge to take you there. Liter yes, literally. That's yeah. why. That's, <laughs> that's why it's called that. Right. I I really like the untitled song. Yes. Uh, yes. Mainly because because okay, I like the fact that they untitled because untitled is the most berserk song, mm-hmm. the, probably the crunchiest song, and then they and then they immediately followed it up with Two Headed Boy Part Two, which is probably the softest song on the album. I agree. Uh, I just I feel like that contrast just kind of worked extremely well for no reason at all (laughs) it's just this whole album's constructed so well it just provokes such an emotional reaction in me like every time i listen to it i always get so like literally as soon as the king of carrot flowers starts it it just it's perfect you know it it just from from beginning note to end note this album's basically just perfect for me um, so I'm trying to think if I I wanted to like highlight a couple lyrics that I really liked Holland 1945 it has 
Yeah, the uh, roses in her eyes thing. I love the roses in her eyes. I love the, and here's where your mother sleeps, and here's the room where your brothers were born. Indentions in the sheets where their bodies once moved but don't move anymore is just incredible. Just just uh, provoking the image of a home, a home where your mother slept, where your brothers were literally born in. Now just indentions in the sheets. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. Indentions in the sheets, they, they're gone. Right. The only thing left was where they were. Once, once were, yeah. Yes, right. and it, it's it's so sad. It, it provokes... It's so sad. Okay, you know? It's, and in it's a way, crushing. In a way, it's worse than if the bed was properly made. Ah, absolutely. Right. It's like there's... a there's, constant reminder of what used to be. Yes. Oh, man. It, it's just small things like that where he sets up a kind of world and then delivers an emotional through line through it mm -hmm. is is such a strength of this album. Right. I, I really liked the um uh, the the whole the earth looks better from a star thing. Yes. It just it just because because that's kind of where the horn that's kind of where everything kind of gets a little more beautiful. Yes. And I feel like just that punctuation on those lines it hits. Right. Isn't uh, anything uh, more beautiful in, in like theory and from further away than when you get up close to it? It's true. You know, you know what I Absolutely. mean. Absolutely. You get in the midst of things, you can become overwhelmed by the the trees, and you you miss the beauty of the forest. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. You're so right. I, I think we've already touched on it, but the songs flow together so well. They they don't. Yeah, there there are times where because uh, again this is not what I listen to as a whole. Like I had a CD of it, so I just I would just throw it on in the car. I literally wouldn't have been I've able to tell those. you. Yes, yeah, CDs. Yeah. <laughs> I oh oh man, I had to stop myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I I wouldn't have been able to tell you before like looking at it on Spotify. I wouldn't have been able to tell you where songs ended and began. Right. Especially the first right. couple where it goes from. King of Just Carrot like, Flowers. Dun, 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 He's got it in album. You, He's got it in vinyl format. Yeah. Which is, again, Basically it's like just a big CD. flow, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or there isn't a... Like, occasionally Spotify will, like, have, like, a breakup, slight breakup in between the songs. Like, it won't flow really smoothly. Yeah, it'll have, like, an ad. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> or, no, it'll have just, like, a, like a brief yeah. little second jump. Right. And that always throws me off because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to because it, Because at the start of Communist Daughter... It, it it's still like the blaring horn. It's like yeah. one millisecond of do, the do, blaring do, do, horn do, do, do. from yeah. <laughs> it's funny from Holland, and it, it 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 doesn't really affect the album that much. It's just really funny. Yeah, it just, yeah, happens a little bit. It it always throws me off. Uh, but no, yeah, this album this album feels completely man made. Like <laughs> it's 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 unique. I don't think I've ever listened to anything that has has been like it in terms of pure sound. I mean, the only thing I can maybe think of is Glow Part Two, but even then, those are completely. It, it's it's crunchy in a different way. I love the Glow Part Two. That might be my favorite album of all time. And it does have, yeah, it, it does have some similarities. I do think the overall sound comes out a bit differently, though. The Glow Part Two is kind of like this, but misanthropic. Yeah, um. <laughs> I know. I agree. The Glow Part Two is a is a unhappy album. <laughs> um, so is that about it for the review? Are we rating it sixes? Exactly. Guys, giving it sixes. Strong seven. 
Nice. Very nice. Um, I gotta no. give it a ten. I, this, I don't know. I don't know what I've been doing dude, for the last you, five years of my life if I if I don't give it right. a ten. Right. Yeah. This, I mean? this I'm is, a failure if it's not perfect. Right? This, is, this, is, <laughs> this is this is probably a ten. For, it's in my top ten of all time. It's this great. is probably it a ten every for me. piece of my soul. Yeah. I'll give it a seven. It's you know <laughs> the drums could. What's been wrong with me? Ne- ne- <laughs> <laughs> I give myself a strong six. He <laughs> didn't have Neil Peart on drums, so it wasn't as good as it could have been. Correct. You know, like what am I supposed to? Say? It's a ten. It's a ten for me. <laughs> you as well. Yeah, this is a ten for me. Good. I think it, it just it came to me at the the perfect moment in my life, and I've grown up with it, and I get yeah. different meanings out of it now. So it's that's perfect. Right. So what about you? What do you think? I'll give it a, a nine. You didn't. We, we kind of dominated the conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry what about were, that. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on it? No, no, again, I I can't. You guys, I knew that this was a record that. I mean, I listened to it probably five times this week, but I knew that it was a record that you two guys feel specially about, and so I felt like going in that that you guys should have the floor and, and, and run, yeah, that makes you know sense. what I'm saying it makes more sense to have have you talk about it than me who's been listening to it for a Ma- week <laughs> for a week right right you know what I mean the uh, impact what were some of your favorite songs though you said you liked the I, Fool I really liked The Fool yeah I really did and I I, I I enjoyed the whole thing and like you said it was it, it, it runs together in a way and um, but something about the instrumental did jump at me and it, it could be that the guy's voice doesn't doesn't his voice is grating yes but it's it's kind of like you go to the theater right if, if if that guy's got a beautiful voice and he's supposed to be the the evil super who doesn't want to clean the doesn't want to clean the or fix the electricity or fix the water or whatever right he shouldn't sound great <laughs> right, and this is a guy who is who is explaining his lot in life and torment and, and torment and and wanting recognition or, or, or something. And in order to do that, the voice needs to match the sounds behind the voice, and, and all of it does fit perfectly together. You know what I mean? I think he does well. Um, well, it's an understatement to say I think he does well. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, are we doing what we listen to? Yeah, I know we uh, we all listened to a bit of Tyler the Creators, dude. I don't know if y'all listened to all of it. I don't, I got like three quarters of the way through it. Uh, I right past the, like the ten minute song he has right there, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of struck me because I, I was going through the track list and I was like, "Hey, what's this song?" And I saw ten minutes. I was like, "Damn, a Tyler which song? Which, ten minutes? Which one? Um, uh, it's the like sweet, s- sweet. Yeah, slash. it's like it's nine minutes and forty seven seconds." Yeah, which which makes sense because there are like some like two minute, one minute, like there are some small the album songs. Is, on uh, I think a brisk like fifty two minutes, which is great. Um, yeah. But I started listening to it, and dude, the first couple songs are just completely off, just completely uh, off the chain. Dude, I I <laughs> I'm gonna say this: the first time I heard "What's Your Name," it, it was like like it was straight up like it came out like an hour before the album. Mm-hmm. Dropped, yeah. It like, and when I when I when I first heard, um, n- not that, but when the album came out and the Young Boy feature was on there, when I first heard that, I was like, I've never liked NBA Young Boy, never, never. That dude, I don't, I just don't like the way he raps. Tyler made him sound like a god. <laughs> I, think, I was gonna say the features on this album across the board were phenomenal. Like, okay, uh, the, yeah, I really really like the Lil Wayne feature. Yeah, dude. The Lil Uzi feature on Juggernaut might be my feature of the year so might be my verse of the year so far. Just did 
that good? so cool. It it was it was I haven't heard an Uzi verse that good in a minute. <laughs> this what is, was the term your friend said to you when describing this record? Good. Jared, there was a term. It wasn't slaps. Schmacks. It schmacks. He wasn't even he wasn't even talking about this record. He was talking about something completely else. I just heard him say, Oh like yeah, schmacks. I'm like, is that like it's something the kids are saying now? Is that the new slaps? I like it. Schmacks. You know what's even better though? Something schmacks smokers. I was like I was like it's one of those things where you're kinda of like scrunching your face up and you're going, Okay, bobbing your head, you're like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, um I, I don't know how to say this, but this is kind of like cherry bomb, but good. Like, like. <laughs> it, again, it, it I has love the, the Runaways. It has a lot. I'm gonna skate over that. It has a <laughs> lot of the the same appeal as some of his older stuff, but it's it's like a less like that. It it, it it's less uh it has it doesn't have the Ed, edgy and just oh, <laughs> a lot of his older stuff is so over, overwrought. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just, just a really good album. Like, like, amongst, um, pro- definitely top three. Maybe, yeah, it's better than Wolf. <laughs> I like Wolf, but it, old Tylerisms. Uh, I listened to, um, oh, the, uh, Rina Soyama song with Elton John. Chosen Family? Yeah. It's really good. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Is she gonna be in John Wick Four? What? Rina Salayama? Like a soundtrack or like in it? Like in it, evidently. What? I mean, don't get me that rules. That's awesome, <laughs> fantastic. That's crazy. I love Rina Salayama. Um, I also listened to uh, okay, um, Gills Corey, uh, his self-titled album. Gills Corey is a member of a blackened post-punk shoegaze band called have a nice life um this his self-titled album is basically just like folky have a nice life um there's stuff like uh you sure it's gills i I don't know how to say it i think it's giles 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 i don't know but like yeah it's just like folky have a nice life so like if you're like a depressed um Suicidal misanthropic hillbilly, you'd love it. it might be right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm close enough to most of those things. <laughs> I think it's I don't know. It's guy, guy, I don't. It might be Giles, like from Street Fighter. Huh. <laughs> so uh, what did you listen to? No, Dan? that's that's one of those like uber British French names. That it, depending on they where, came out of Connecticut. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> depending on where he's from, it literally could be pronounced a couple different ways. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so, Dad, what did you listen to? Dude, I want to take my time to promote something that's coming up. What's that? Summer of Soul is a doc film concert footage thing that Questlove is working on that will be, I think, streaming and in theaters next weekend. It is a festival in what sixty? I just pulled up an article on it. Anyway, um, three hundred thousand people in Harlem, and somehow time forgot it. Gladys Knight and the Pips, The Fifth Dimension, Sly and the Family Stone, Stevie Wonder, all perform, and it's like that Stevie Wonder on drums, which is nineteen years old, you know. And it's just uh, 
that group of musicians in that time period were so 1969 were so good and sly stone is like this odd character that people know so many songs of his everyday people and things like that and then like all you ever hear about is oh he's living in a van now somewhere or whatever and yeah he life choices took him in bad directions the guy was literally the most talented person walking the earth for a little while and had a band surrounding him like he dude he would roll up on people with bus loads of hippies get out of his bus and like stroll up with a llama and be like i need to take care of my llama i'm fixing to go tear this house down <laughs> and do it you know what i mean and so i do i do think that that's going to be a fascinating watch of a moment in time that somehow that much talent got forgotten with the footage and yeah, kind of how lucky we are that it gets to pop up all of a sudden and that a guy that's a genius like quest love can grab it and play with it a little bit you know but that's all i want to say oh and glenn campbell had a cover of uh good riddance time of my life by green day put out posthumously last week which was off the chain i think that might be the wrong phrasing for it well listen off, to off it the chain don't or like a song is like soft as having as not having you hadn't heard glenn campbell do it your life you didn't hear glenn campbell do it listen to it tell me i'm wrong what did you listen to? Wait, did you already uh, say what you listened to? I didn't. I mean, the, the title of the Creator album. Yeah, I think that was about it, as far as yeah. I remember. Roots put out a new record. Did they? It's fun. Hunky Chateau, always a, a feature in my lineup nowadays. Nice. Always diving into Elton. Just that album, in all honesty, I don't think I've like listened to any of his other albums. Don't shoot me the piano. I'm just a piano player. Exactly. At um, some point, I guess I played Year of the Snitch. I think I did that on accident. <laughs> did not match the vibe. Yeah, someone sent me a meme song, too. That's why you're seeing this awful image in my recently played. What I, are we I doing? regret clicking That's on. what the mask is. What are we doing next week? That's what the point what are of we, what, are we, <laughs> what are we doing next week? Um, next week, we are doing um, an album... Next week we are doing a live album by Japanese band Fishman's. Um, it is their 1998 live album, which was the last one the lead singer put out before he passed away. Um, it has been acclaimed as the best live album, just again Ever? online, like just most, just like. If I went on to like rate your music and I looked at it, I'd pr it'd probably be ranked as the best live album. I think it was ranked as like the 18th best album. Uh, but yeah, no, this is very. What fun. about Ozzy Osbourne's tribute, man, to Randy Rhodes? Yeah, what about it? What about that? They didn't think about that, did they? It's it's probably like in the top 600. Oh, um, that's not fair. That's rough. That's not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, no. Um, two hours, seven minutes. So we got a work cut out for us. Well, you're just going to be driving listening to yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say, you're probably going to have the easiest time out of all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're probably, you're probably going to listen to it in like a day. Yeah. Depending right. on how traffic goes. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, this has been a Go Home Heat podcast. Check out our friends at the Game Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. To titular Ray. Green Day Jared. No, Lizard, Gizzard, Wizard Jared. Oh, no. <laughs> KP. Uh, KP. No, KP. <laughs>
Uh, Copyright 2021. Copyright 2021. Go. Go home. <laughs>